Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if, but if we, we confess, confess our sins, God, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most, Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what he has done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. 
as a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority. I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promised, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the fifth Sunday of Easter is from Isaiah chapter 12. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously, let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel." This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from James chapter 1. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness that God requires. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Eternal life, Hallelujah. 
Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to Jesus said, Now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe believe in in one God. God. The Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.
grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I've noticed that during this pandemic and the sheltering at home with everyone, we have caught each other speaking in half sentences. We have used statements that really make no sense. We start a sentence and then, you know, but, but you don't know because I didn't finish my thought. It's weird and without all the information that remains in the speaker's head, it's hard to understand. And we often look at each other like, what? Our gospel text has struck me this way at times in the past. Understand, I am not saying that the scriptures are not clear, but in looking at one passage, it seemed cryptic to some extent and must have been more so to the disciples. Jesus seems to acknowledge this when he says in verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. You can almost hear them saying, Jesus, what the heck are you talking about? Speak English, please. Or possibly Greek or Aramaic. To paraphrase, but I am going to him who sent me. You don't ask where I'm going. This has you full of sadness. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. And it says, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. At this point, my head would usually be spinning and giving up. So let's break this down. In the first place, Jesus speaks of going to his Father. This is all pre-resurrection for the disciples. They do not fully understand his departure. Jesus told them of the need for him to be raised up and put on the cross and be resurrected. He has warned them of all the turmoil that will come their way in the future because of their faith in him and their witness. That they will be hated and even put to death. But he has also told them of the helper that will come. This is the reason for Jesus' departure. He must be crucified, die and be buried, and on the third day be raised from the dead. All of this, along with his departure, his exodus back to his Father in heaven, will set in motion the coming of the Helper, the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Until Jesus fulfills his reason for entering into creation as incarnate God, taking upon our flesh, the Holy Spirit has no good news to proclaim. The good news is that the battle has been won. The disciples would be given the Holy Spirit on the great day of Pentecost when the resurrected Lord began calling his church through the work and power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son and speaks, giving testimony to what Jesus has done for all creation. He brings no new revelation. He simply testifies to the forgiveness of sins. He testifies to our being given a right relationship with God in heaven because of what Jesus has done. This is so different from what our fallen and sinful human minds can comprehend. The disciples were having trouble putting all the pieces together and they had Jesus with them. Now he was going away and their faith would be tried as he was crucified and buried. Even with the resurrection, they did not put all the pieces together. But it happened at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came with the sign of the wind and the fire atop the disciples' heads, and they testified to the world of Christ. Then, by that same Holy Spirit, they were inspired to write the Holy Scriptures for you. And the Holy Spirit still works through their written words, not because they were theirs, but because they were and still are God's words. The Holy Ghost brought no new revelation of God. He only proclaims Christ crucified for sinners, our justification before our Father in heaven. He must, because we cannot know God and his love for us otherwise. In our sinful, fallen condition, we want to believe we can know God's love on our own terms. We make up rules thinking we can please God or another small g God. But there is no small g God. 
to please, and we fail miserably in our quest to know the one true God's love based on our accomplishments. We in our fallen and sinful state too easily fall into the trap of desiring to do the work of pleasing God versus simply having faith in His Son. Total, life-giving, resurrection faith. It sounds simple to say, but we can't even confess it by our own strength. It has to be God's work in us, and it is done by the Holy Spirit. Remember, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. It sounds so simple, and we repeat it, some of us daily, some of us weekly in church, but it demands total submission to the will of God that only the Holy Spirit can work and create in us. Remember in our confession, the part about how I believe that I cannot believe? Remember that? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him? God gave man, meaning man and woman, wonderful minds to do amazing things, things to help us in this life. Remember how we have told you in the past week or so to use that reason and knowledge to decide when it is right for you to return here to the sanctuary and to worship versus worshiping online as you are doing now. You have got, been given this great gift of God to look at facts and to make decisions smart ones, to help you in this life. But with the fall into sin, that reason and ability and strength is so damaged that we are but walking dead when it comes to knowing our all-loving Heavenly Father. Praise be to Him, to God, the big G God, that the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with His gifts, sanctified and kept me in this one true faith. Our faith is God's work. He calls, he gathers, he sustains. This wonderful comforter, the Holy Ghost, comes and sets up residence in us through our baptisms so that we can now live at peace with our loving Heavenly Father. We have no fear because all our sins and guilt were taken away and laid on Christ. I know what you're thinking, but pastor, I'm still a sinner. Me too. That is why we confess our sins over and over and over again. And each time we receive Christ's absolution over and over and over again, like we did this morning at the beginning of our service. It's like recharging the battery in your cell phone, except we, unlike a cell phone, we never die or become obsolete in the eyes of God. God the Father and Jesus the Son are in work in us, through the Holy Spirit. Doing what, you say? The Holy Spirit will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, and concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin through the law of God. For some, that is all they seem to hear called legalism. It seeks to keep the law and diminish, or at worst case, do away completely with the salvific work of Christ. Have you ever heard, well, you have to believe in Jesus and. If the and is anything other than baptism, and I'm not talking about the second one you may be told you need, run. It's legalism. Legalism only creates terror when we try to face God on our own merits. What is needful is only faith in Christ and what he has done for you on the cross. This is the convicting of the world concerning righteousness or goodness. There is only one who is righteous before God, and that is his son. His righteousness was proven by the fact that the grave and death could not contain his perfect innocence. The devil thought, probably for a fleeting moment, that Jesus' words, it is finished upon the cross, were true. He thought he had vanquished the Christ, but the one who was condemned and put to death was an innocent man. 
And not only a man, but the God-man, the Son of God incarnate. The devil proved himself to be a liar, the father of all lies. And it was testified to by the Father with the resurrection of Jesus, his Son. It is finished, did not refer to the death of Jesus that the devil desired. It referred to the end of death itself. Death replaced with eternal life for those with faith in Christ. For the unbelieving world, these words make no sense. It's like a gong or traffic noise or clashing cymbals. It's just noise. To those called by the Holy Spirit to faith in Christ, it is the promise of salvation. The conviction of sin has taken place. Righteousness has been handed out freely and judgment has been passed. You are free in Christ Jesus hidden in him through the hearing of his word and the gift of the sacraments of baptism in his body and blood. No matter what half-complete message you may receive from those around you, on the news, from your doctor, or in goofy emails, know that God is not a God of confusion and half-truths. The full counsel of God is is in his holy scripture by the power of the Holy Spirit to save us by giving us faith in Christ Jesus, his Son. In Isaiah's day, God's people, Israel, endured innumerable threats and many placed their trust in things other than God. They listened to the voice of the devil and to lies, but their loving Father was there preserving a people for himself. We, as Christians, are that new Israel, God's people called by the Holy Spirit to faith in Christ. It is a faith that can stand up to the trials of the day and even death, knowing God is with us and has walked in our path, sinless and perfect. It is a faith freely given to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is a faith we can share confidently with the help of that same Spirit. In that faith with Isaiah, we confess our sins before God and sing with joy the praises of God our Father with a loving, righteous, and trusting fear. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. You will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known to all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We've had many beloved friends and extended family uh, of members here at Advent that have uh, died and now rest in the arms of Jesus. We keep those families in our prayers today. We also pray for Tara and Ryan, uh, friends of the Scroggum family, who, uh, though they have been quarantined, continue to test positive uh, for COVID-19. We also pray for eight-year-old Cruz, uh, who is cared for by his grandmother and grandfather. Uh, Both of them have tested positive, and so they are in need of our prayers. Let us therefore pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For all the baptized, that they would make a joyful noise to the Lord for the salvation they have in Jesus Christ, in whose righteousness they are clothed, let us pray to the Lord. For all pastors in Christ, that they would be diligent in their studies, faithful in their prayers, steadfast in their faith, and compassionate toward the children of God they serve, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For our children and young people, that they would be brought up by faithful parents, receive a good education, and grow into fruitful maturity for service to home, church, and world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the vocation of motherhood, that mothers would love and care for their children, and that children would cherish and honor their mothers. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, have mercy. For all those who have been entrusted with earthly authority, 
that they would be given the wisdom to rule according to your will, to work for the well-being of the nation, especially during the present pandemic, and to enable justice and peace to flourish throughout the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have mercy. For all who suffer in this veil of tears, and for all those who have requested our prayers, the family of Sharon Miller, the family of William Carlock, the family of Thomas Hendricks, the family of Lou Fager, for Tara and Ryan, for Cruz, for Michael, Bob, for Carlos and Janica, for Carol, Jim, Billy, and Brian, for our shut-ins and all who must endure isolation at this time for the sake of their health, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris, and for the mission of Lutheran Child and Family Services as they share the love of Christ to those in need, and for especially all expectant mothers this day, for Laura, Allie, Anna, Megan, Anne, and Ashley, that God would watch over and protect both them and their unborn children. For all that we bring before the Lord this day, that are upon our hearts and our minds, that they would be comforted with the sure and certain hope of life everlasting through Christ their Lord, knowing that a day is coming when no one will be able to take their joy from them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who partake of the Holy Supper of Christ's body and blood this day, for those who remain at home awaiting the day that they can return here to this sanctuary, that all would receive the blessed sacrament in repentance and faith unto life everlasting. And for all who are unable to gather together with their loved ones, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have gone before us with the sign of faith and now rest in Jesus, let us give thanks to the Lord that we would be enlivened by the gospel and sustained in the one true faith until our last hour comes. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and at all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you, on this day, for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored us to everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, with Peter and John, and with 
all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, both body and soul, to life everlasting. Depart in peace with great joy. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. He, he is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. Amen.